This is First Class Counselors, another innovative podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. First Class Counselors is dedicated to young and up-and-coming camp mavericks. By equipping and empowering our on-the-ground staff, camp directors can rest easy knowing that our campers are having the true life-changing experience that parents expect. Find our show notes and our blog for camp leaders and professionals at camphacker.tv. Hello, Camp Pros. This is Oliver Regan, Summer and Family Camps Director at YMCA Camp Jewel. And I'm Matt Hansberger, and I'm the Camp Director at Pierce Williams Summer Camp and Retreat Facility, and you are listening to First Class Counselors. This series is for camp directors to give their counselors as they hire and prepare them for the upcoming summer. That's right, because great camp directors know that their camp counselors have a hugely important job at camp. Their abilities make or break a camper's week, and they hold the keys to your camper retention. Each episode, we will meet with some all-star camp staff to give your counselors the tools they need to make this summer the best one yet. That's right. In today's show, we're going to be talking about camp as a job. So how it translates into the quote unquote real world, uh, how it looks on your resume and the overall benefits that you gain from the counselor experience. And uh, we could give you some pretty good tips, but we decided to bring a pro on board. So we are so thrilled to be joined by Kim Acock. Uh, and we're going to talk about all the amazing things she does. But Kim, can you uh, just uh, say hi and introduce yourself to the folks out there? Of course. Um, so my name is Kim Acock, and it's so great to be with you, Matt and Oliver. Thank you for having me, and I'm looking forward to this conversation because I am super passionate about it. So that's right. So we are we're going to pick Kim's brain for the first part of this episode. Um, and camp counselors that are listening to this, um, Kim has been a part of some really cool projects uh, that will help you be able to communicate what the true value of your summer camp experience is to employers and uh, to your parents and to universities as you apply for them. Um, So we hope that this episode finds you um, in that time of year where you're thinking about that and thinking about how um, either to continue camp or find a job that'll help you um, afford to work at camp, all those great things. Um, And Kim is here to help with her research. So uh, before we get into that stuff, Kim, can you tell us about your camp story and how you got to be where you are today? Sure. Um, So I have um, actually never was a camper and I was studying to be a teacher at um, a small school in Nebraska. And um, I got a little note in my mailbox one day that said, you know, please come see me so uh, we can talk about your summer plans. And this was from our guidance counselor. And so I made that appointment and I show up in his office and he looks me in the eye, um, even though he towered over me by a good foot or more. And he said, what are you going to do this summer that's going to make you a better teacher? And I looked back at him with a little sheepish grin saying, I am going to work at a fast food restaurant, the same one I worked at last summer. And um, that didn't go over well. And he said, I really don't think that's going to help you be a better teacher, Kim. Um, And I said, so tell me, Dr. Galloway, what is it that you recommend? And his answer was, "Um, I I really think you need to to see if you're cut out for working with kids. So I think you need to work at a summer camp. And being from the part of the country that I'm from, there weren't summer camps on every block or corner. And so that was not in my context. And so I had no idea really what he meant by that. And um, I said, well, let me think about it. And I came back two weeks later and I wish I knew what I thought about in those two weeks, but I don't. 
Um, but I just said, you know what, I'm going to go for it. And he threw a book on the table. He said, pick a state. Where do you want to go? I picked Wisconsin. And I ended up working at a, a you know, resident camp, uh, overnight sleepaway camp for seven weeks. And I was the counselor to 10, 13, and 14-year-old girls that summer. And I, believe it or not, came back for 12 summers continuously at that one camp. Loved it so much. Um, I did make it to be a teacher, but I was going from school to camp and school to camp. And finally, I decided I wanted to be at camp more than I wanted to be at school. So I then was able to find a full-time camp job in North Carolina. And then I got married and couldn't do the full-time camp anymore. So then I started my own consulting business. And here I am. Amazing. And then, so Kim, through that consulting business and through your love of camp, um, you embarked kind of on a journey with Project Real Job to um, help counselors and help people discover why camp was so important so you could be that guidance counselor um, to other people. So can you tell us about Project Real Job and the work that you've done with the American Camp Association? Absolutely. Um, and so as I mentioned, I, so I was studying to be a teacher, right? And so working at camp was a natural fit for me. And so it made sense. Um, but that for a lot of people, camp doesn't make sense. And one of the things that I was noticing, um, because I have, I just have this lens that I'm always looking at the camp world with that is staff focused because as when I was a full-time camp director, that was my job. I hired close to 150 staff for the summer um, and did all, you know, worked on their training and, and the retention and all of that. So that was my focus. And so when I started noticing um, through especially the summer camp Facebook professionals group, and then just in conversation with camp directors around the country, I started noticing that people were really, there's a lot of angst and a lot of um, uh, anxiety and just people feeling just struggling to, to find camp staff. And I started wondering, like, I wonder why this, why this is. And so um, Project Real Job was born um, as a task force with ACA. We are now going to turn into a committee, which is a good thing, because I didn't really know the difference. Task forces, a task force has an end, but a committee is something that they feel needs to keep happening. So that means I guess they're happy with what we've done so far and I haven't, haven't been fired from my volunteer job of, of helping to co-lead this particular um, uh, effort. So it, it is an effort and I work with a great co-leader. Her name is uh, Dr. Deborah Jordan. She's a professor at East Carolina University and she and I are actually only about less than two hours away from each other geographically. Um, but we meet all the time and are just always trying to figure out ways that we can support camps efforts to attract their staff, to hire um, and keep their staff. Um, and then we've branched out into working with different um, subcommittees with our, with our work. And so we've identified, you know, there's stakeholders in the game. And so we want to get our students, um, college age folks to come work at our camps. That would be, make the camp directors happy. But the colleges and universities also want these same students to, you know, pursue their academic work or to do internships that, that match with whatever course that they are on, whatever path that is. Um, and parents have a stake in it now more so than ever. And so they want to know that their, their son or daughter is getting some value out of what they're doing in the summer and that it's going to help them, you know, project them to where they're going next. 
Um, and then also the employers, we find, you know, that a lot of employers don't necessarily know what it means. Like if you, somebody comes to them with camp counselor on their resume, well, what does that mean? To a lot of people, it just means that you have a, probably a really fun job and that's it. So, um, so we are working really hard to create resources for camps across the board um, to, um, so we've created a couple infographics that show the value of working at camp that a college student or a camp um, staff could take to their parents or take to their advisor or to one of their professors and say, this is, this is why I want to work at camp this summer. This is why I need to work at camp this summer. Um, what are those critical skills that they get? Um, and then also how to translate camp onto a resume. Um, so we are writing blogs and articles and presenting at conferences all over the place. Um, in fact, just a couple weeks ago, we did a session at a conference. Uh, we called it meet staff where they are, not where we wish they would be. And so trying to help camp directors understand those folks, the people who are listening to this podcast, um, where you are and to meet them. Um, so communicating with you in the way that makes sense to you, not the way that we would necessarily want to communicate. So um, it's all fun stuff. That's great. It sounds, it sounds like it's not only, um, it's not only like research-based and, and finding out that information that you're being real advocates for camp counselors out there, which is kind of right in line with what we're trying to do here. We, uh, on our, one of our earlier episodes, we had a whole episode for directors and camp staff about being a Generation Z and working um, and how you as a Gen Z staff member um, can help translate your worth and your work habits and those things um, to camp directors who, um, and even myself and Oliver as millennials, where we're like, whoa, we, we don't know enough about this generation. So that's really great to hear that you're supporting um, that you're supporting counselors in that way. So one of the other things we do, we try to do here on First Class Counselors is give counselors some practical skills that they can take away right now from our shows and apply to what's going on in their lives or making them a better counselor. Can you tell us some of the interesting findings that you, that Project Real Job has uncovered about being a camp counselor and uh, some things through that that counselors could use today or tomorrow or as they're going through this year? Uh, of course. And two of my favorite ones that I wanted to share with you um, are, um, if we go back to sort of go back, I'm a math teacher by training, but I'm going to, this is a little history lesson. So I don't know if you know this, but we're in the fourth industrial revolution. So industrial revolution, number one, this is where steam was on, made its debut. Industrial Revolu revolution, number two, electricity, mass production, they show up. Number three, we get automation, electronics, and computers. So being in the fourth industrial revolution, it's called an internet of things. And I had to really stop and think about like, well, what does that mean? And I had to look it up. And so I went to the number one source, Google, and looked up what is the internet of things. And it is actually, it's computers talking to computers without there being a human component. And so what, what is key about that is that a lot of the jobs that are going to be, we're going to become a human-centered economy down the road where, because so many things are going to be taken over by automation and technology, that it's going to be so vital that people, the, the jobs that are going to be left that aren't taken up by those um, robots, if you will, are, are you need to have 
very good human skills. And what, what better place to get those skills? Um, we call them 21st century skills like communication, um, critical thinking, creativity, and um, collaboration is the fourth one. And so um, those, those things are gonna be a hot commodity for people. And the great thing is you need those, I mean, those are things that a lot of careers, I mean, almost any career needs that, not just one particular path. Um, so that's one finding that I thought that I think is really interesting. The second one is, and I mentioned Google before, is that, um, if you look at the top skills that Google hires for, like that makes the best person to work at Google, computer skills doesn't show up in the top five or six on that particular list. It's hmm. actually much lower. So they also have done a very scientific approach to those things that make a good um, employee or good team member at Google. And the things are all the things that we do at camp really well, like being a good coach. So coaching um, our campers, coaching each other, um, you know, being able to, to, to teach in a way that, that is understandable, speak in a way. So communication comes very key. Um, being a good listener is also part of that. Um, having social awareness. So like we can read what somebody else might be expressing based on their emotions. Right. And so we might have in being empathetic. So um, camp counselors are really good at that kind of thing. Um, we get in, in the camp world, we solve a lot of problems in very creative and interesting ways. And so that's another one that's on their list. Um, and so it, to me, that speaks volumes for, um, I think more people, the world needs to know that, um, that, that those skills are just crucial to being successful in just about any job soon. Right. So, so you're saying, Kim, that the, it's, it's not just that like convincing people that camp is important. It's convincing people what the new skill set is important mm -hmm. going into this economy. Cause once you have to get people to that before you can start talking about, um, before you can start talking about even camp building those skills. Cause you're saying like collaboration in my, in my head, I'm like, okay, leading, you know, leading small group discussions and those kinds of things. And I'm already thinking about how it applies to camp, but we can't even get into that until we start talking about, you know, what the necessary skills in this industrial revolution or uh, in this way of the world working. So that's great. And that's a perfect segue, I think, into um, some of the discussions uh, that we want to have today. So uh, I'm going to throw it over to Oliver, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, starting to hone in on how, what camp does and how we can help translate what camp does for our staff members into actions for resumes, interviews, um, and translating that into society. Oliver. Yeah, I think it's really cool because, you know, if you go and you kind of look up camp nowadays, you're going to be looking at, you know, TV shows like Meatball or movies like Meatballs or, you know, um, now I'm blanking on all of them, but bunked on TV. It's, you know, there's typically a problem at camp, right? Usually not a very good counselor or you're looking at, um, you know, Kumbaya. And there's this really kind of uh, not always the greatest sell for camp and entertainment and media. So, how does the work with like project real job and the work you do can kind of get rid of the stigma that camp currently has. 
So I, th I think the key, one of the key things I mentioned was all those stakeholders, right? And so trying to really um, educate them so they know the value of working at camp. And so one of the things I'm going to challenge the, the counselors who are listening to this podcast and the directors who would, might be using it to um, help your counselors is to really practice um, and know what your why is. So if somebody asks you, why are you working at summer camp? The, one, the answer that they probably think you're going to give is, oh, because it's really fun and I you know, don't have to do very much this summer or whatever. That's what they're sort of expecting. This isn't a serious job. Um, but we, we need to be better than that. We need to have a better answer than, oh, it's just a fun job, right? So I'm going to give you some thoughts on some things that maybe like what, 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 what your answer might look like. So I'm going to give you an example of, um, so I just a, a little over a year ago moved to a, a new place in North Carolina. One of the things you have to do or what that I wanted to do is I wanted to join a gym. So I'm filling out my paperwork, I'm sitting at the desk at, at the gym, and the guy just like sort of asked me a question. He goes, so Kim, what is it that you do? So I started with my old answer, and I said, well, I you know, work with summer camps, I work with camps all around the country, and I do staff training. And he looked at me, he kind of looked up, and he goes, oh, that's cool, and then he kept working. And then I stopped for a second, and I said, you know what, Kim, you are way better than this. You've been practicing, practicing this even. Um, and so I told the guy, I said, you know what? I gave you to completely the wrong answer. And so I want you to ask me that question again. And he says, okay. And so he says, Kim, what is it that you do? And I said, well, I said, I am in the business of developing young people with the skills that robots can't do. Mm. And he looked at me and he's like, now that is really cool. And so I challenge you to think of like, so having your answer of like, what is your why? Why are you doing what you do? So when I was doing some staff training this past summer and I did a session on sort of the project real job and helping with translating on a resume and all these things that we're talking about right now, um, I told that story to this particular staff. And I said, so what's gonna be your, what's your, what's gonna be your answer? And one of, the, one of the staff members said to me, they said, well, can we use your answer? And I said, of course you can. So that would be one, that's one answer, right? I, what do you, why are you working at camp this summer? Because you want to learn things that robots can't do. And that'll get people's attention. And then you can, can flush that out a little bit more. Um, the second thing I think that you could potentially say is, you know, why, why are you working at camp? Well, because in any field, and you can fill in the blank if you, if you know what fields you're going into, but many of, of us don't at that age, right? We're still trying to figure that out. And that's one thing that I think is really interesting, Matt, when you were bringing up, because another interesting fact is that the number of times that people change jobs or careers today is so much more than it used to be, um, you know, back when I was going to school or, or my parents were going to school. So, um, so you really need to be adaptable to lots of different, you know, potential um, things that you could end up doing. And so what are some things that kind of cross the board? Um, so you can, you can tell, you know, let's say you were wanting to go into the medical field and you could say, you know, well, because in the medical field, I know that I need to know how to communicate with my patients. I know I need to communicate with the fellow, you know, um, 
like other doctors or hospital staff or whatever the case may be. Um, I know I'm going to have to work on a team. I know I'm going to have to solve problems that take creative, creative ways of answering them. Um, and so school is teaching the classes that they're taking, teach, taking is teaching them the technical aspect of their job, but they're not getting the sort of the soft skills of their job, which are those really important intra and interpersonal skills. So I wouldn't go into that long explanation, but if you can sort of boil that down um, and let them know in my field or in any, any career that I need to go into, I wanna go into, I'm gonna learn the skills and you could rattle off a couple of the big ones and that should also get their attention. That's awesome. Yeah. I love those. I love those big statements. And, and um, just as you were thinking, I was, I was taking some notes and I was like, what's my why? Like, what would I say when I was a camp counselor? And if I was um, brave enough to say to somebody, I would say, I'm giving kids the social and emotional experience that school can't. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't want to make teachers like I'm a teacher as well. And I, so that's not a slight against teachers, but you know, we, I tell people all the time that camp is so important because we have just that better ratio, even of, of like uh, positive role models to kids. Um, and so, you know, I'm a camp director because I want to help staff become those positive role models for kids so they can have a great experience. The other tip that I think I would give to counselors is to start, think about what camp has done for you. And then the, the, a great way to transition that is say, and I want to do that for kids. And I do that by X, Y, Z. So you can kind of set up the conditions of, of talking about your why and then talk about how camp gave you those skills and what you, how you use those every day to give kids that same experience that you had. And I think if somebody's new to camp, but they've never worked at camp before. So, you know, and, and so many kids today don't have a whole lot of, you know, families are smaller. So um, you don't have the older siblings as much taking care of the younger siblings or um, there isn't as much um, babysitting as, as used to. I mean, we were much older when you babysit, if you babysit at all now. So really having a lot of experience working with kids, but we are all kids, right? We, we all have experience being kids because we were kids at one point. Some of us just a lot uh, longer ago than, than others. But um, I think one, another great answer that you could say is, you know what, I, I want to work at camp because I know that kids today are more isolated than they've ever been. Because it's that whole idea of being, we're so connected, but yet we're completely disconnected. That sort of, you know, dichotomy or what's the word when it, they're completely opposites, you know, um, same kind of word, but meaning completely two different things. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I want to help kids build, know how to have build, you know, have some friends and build friends in, re, in the, in real time and in FaceTime. And as a bonus, as a staff member, you, you, you have an automatic set of friends by working at camp um, mm. that you, and they're like-minded people um, who are coming together. So, um, so yeah, so those would be some of my answers that I would be, but I definitely want to really practice your why and have a, have, be prepared to answer that so that you get them, you know, get people thinking and be like, of course you should go work at camp. I don't know, you know, I can't think of anything else better that you should do. So, yeah. Yeah, I love the, the why and something that I know here we teach very, uh, I say it's probably the most important lesson that we teach is the why, how, what is 
why are you doing what you're doing? How are you going to go about doing it? And then what specifically you're doing to make that all possible? Uh, it's one of the, I, it's one of the most important lessons I think we teach here because it gives each one of our counselors a purpose while they're here on camp, other than, you know, I'm the sports instructor. So it gives them more behind the actions they practice. Um, what about transferring it over onto a resume, Kim? So, you know, so that if I'm taking that 11 seconds that some employers do to just look at the sheet of paper, how do I look at camp counselor and not just see camp counselor, cool, moving on. How do I make it stand out on that little piece of paper to make sure people know who I am and what I'm capable of doing? So this, so I would recommend, well, first of all, we have a handout that we can share with you from ASCA's Project Real Jobs. So you can have actually a resource that breaks down some of those like keywords that you can use to help with that translation process. Um, but um, I think if you can put any of your experience into a context that matches whatever potential audience that you're going to have. So different, you may ha be able to share the same camp story, but spin it a little bit differently, depending on who it is that you're trying to grab their attention, right? So it could be, you know, um, so you were, um, one of the things that you did at camp is you were, you know, had to get up a bunch of uh, really unruly teenagers up from up in the morning, you know, and get them on their way and get them out the door and get them to breakfast and all those kinds of things. So um, you probably aren't going to put that those exact words on a resume, but what does that translate to? It translates that you are, you have leadership skills that where you can, you know, work with the group and you can get them from point A to point B. You have a, you have a goal and you have, uh, you know, the steps that you take to get to that goal. Um, so really thinking about the context of, of what, who your audience is, I think is, is key. And so, like I said, we have a handout that, that can be really helpful for, for that. So. Yeah. I, I always love when I get a counselor who wants to become a doctor or a nurse or something and they go, well, camp doesn't really have a lot of adequate skills for this. And I go, well, you do get first aid training while you're here. You actually are a lifeguard. And not only that, you have to make sure that the eight to 10 kids in your cabin get their meds regularly at a specific time, that they eat healthy food, that they're living a healthy lifestyle while they're here at camp. I think you could put that on a resume if you really thought about it. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so thinking about, yeah, I think Kim hit it on the head is who's your audience uh, at the end of the day and how do you transfer some skills that you have here at camp over to them? Well, yeah. I think for some of those harder, um, you know, that you might not think like an engineer, for example, or, you know, again, I think it's going back to those emphasizing those intra and interpersonal skills that you're, that you're, um, that you now have, um, that can be beneficial again, and no matter, no matter what profession it is. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of, I want to throw in two quick things. One, um, when we're talking about our jobs at summer camp, please never use the word supervised. Um, because supervised to me sounds like, it just sounds so clinical of like what you're doing. And it also sounds like you're just like standing at the edge of the soccer field watching um, kids play soccer rather than engaging with them. And, and if you're standing at the side of the field watching kids play soccer, then you need to be better because you shouldn't do that. Um, but we, you know, we facilitate, we engage with kids, we lead them. Um, we help people grow. All of these statements, um, are really strong leading statements. So I would say that make sure you don't sell what you're doing short, um, in, in those short sentences. And then, um, 
maybe as, as a practical tip, I think what you could do in one of your bullet points below working, you know, your, your camp job, um, you can say on a daily basis, um, use skills such as, and then you can just drop a couple of those problem solving, collaboration, this, and then what did you achieve with that to give kids a memorable and amazing summer camp experience? Um, it'll work different for certain people in certain audiences, but I think making sure that you um, emphasize those words and without it sounding buzzwordy, but I think those buzzwords are important because that's what we do on a daily basis at camp. So throw a couple of those in, um, and then talk about that you use those to make a camper's life better. And then I think that'll, that'll get you past that like 12 second skip over. Yeah. And I will also, um, and I'll, and I'll be happy to share this with you all for the, the, the notes for the show, but um, is if, if on the, when you're at camp, um, if you take the time um, to just write down some of these great, just different experiences that you have or examples of different, those skills like communication or leadership or showing patience or persistence or um, collaboration, any of those things, if you can just jot down a little example of how you did, how you um, how that played out or a specific situation, then you'll be able to really, then you, when it comes time a couple months later after camp, then you can go back to those notes and, and, and use it to, to really, you know, come up with your resume and have some concrete examples. So, um, and if, if we're close enough to the summer now, depending on when, where you are, I mean, if you worked at camp last summer, just take some thought time before you write, start writing your resume and just come up with scenarios in your head that you know, like, wow, I really practiced this in this particular situation um, and just jot them down and then see where it goes with your resume, how you can wordsmith it. <laughs> Yeah. Is there anything at camp that a counselor could potentially measure? I know that's something that I look for on resumes, sometimes numbers, like how large was the group size or how uh, I know with, with people in say high ropes careers, they might say how many hours they've had on high ropes elements. Is there anything like that at camp that you might recommend as far as a number to put on re resumes? Um, I think, well, something I think that's key that I'll, I'll mention when we talk about interviews, but it, it would play out here is also the repeatability. And so Matt, you alluded to it when you said on a daily basis. So this isn't something that we do just one time, right? We don't just practice communication once we do it all summer long. Mm -hmm. So if there's ways that you can kind of maybe it's not necessarily a number number like 40 times, but it's, you know, indicates that you did this on a regular basis. Um, and so um, that would be my, that's my first thought about kind of how you might be able to weave some, some numbers in, in there, quanti quantify it in some sort of way. Um, so now getting it off that paper and being someone in an interview, uh, what kind of things can you say or do that come across in the interview that might be able to help you uh, get that job because of camp experience? So I would also say the, the writing down of the, the examples that you have so that you have some in your head before you go into an interview. And again, you really want to think about your audience, you know, so who you're talking to and what, how you might spin a particular situation depending on what kind of job you're hoping to get based on this particular story. And I think the key is just thinking of it as a story, right? And so um, there's a different methods, different acronyms that people use. The one that I'm going to share now is one that uh, a good, somebody who we've been working with on our project real job team 
His name is Daniel Shore. Um, he's a PhD student with, at George Mason University. He calls it the Starry method, and he spells star S-T-A-R-R-E. So when you tell a story through in an interview, if you can spell out, you know, what's the situation um, or task. So the S and the T kind of go together. So you spell that out. What's the situation? What's the task? Um, the A is how did you act? And then the R is what, what was the result? What was the outcome of that particular action that you did? And then where he takes the star, the traditional star method a little bit further is he adds on the second R, which, which stands for repeatability that I mentioned earlier. So you're again saying, you know, this was something, you know, that we, you know, I did this weekly, like I led a staff meeting weekly or whatever. Um, and then the E is the emotion that gets attached to the, the situation that you described. So you may have be talking about something where at first, maybe it was something that you didn't do so well at. Maybe that you're, you're asked about a failure that you experienced and how you bounced back from it. So your emotion could be, you know, look, I was really frustrated at the beginning because things just weren't going well. I was not doing things. I wasn't on my game. But as I got more confident, as I practiced more, again, this is the repeatability, um, I did, I became more confident and I was able to, by the end of the summer, I was able to, you know, knock that out and, and you know, lead a staff meeting like nobody's business or lead a group of campers, you know, or whatever the, the situation that you're describing. So. Mm. So I love that because it kind of gives you a, a structure and it's a story structure. So you can really, it's pretty easy to talk to those points. That's awesome. And I think, I think from, you know, the pretty much near hundreds of camp staff that I've interviewed and in Oliver, I know your numbers way north of that and Kim, you're north, north of that. Um, but with the staff that we interview, there's nothing more, for me, there's nothing more disappointing than when someone doesn't tell me a story about a situation, right? That they, if they just say something that's flat and don't elaborate um, and there's no emotion behind it, it's, it's just an answer. I, I want to know more and I want to have that conversation as the interviewer. So, and I can only imagine in other jobs and other positions um, when you're applying for maybe a retail job or uh, a job at a fast food restaurant. I think if you can like throw an emotional story about how you managed a camper situation um, and you had to work with a diverse group of opinions from a camp uh, cabin to solve the crisis of what we were going to do after lunch. I think that is much more powerful and can translate to your abilities more than just saying, I helped kids decide what they were going to do after lunch, right? Or talking about what you did in school that day. I think there's, you know, working with kids too, it elicits that more emotional response too. So. Yeah. It's amazing to give a structure to it just because new can now operate, but I always tell counselors in an interview you're at an advantage because of the fact that you've been social all summer, you know how to talk to somebody else who's across the table from you. So you're a little bit less intimidated. And I would say, again, so to the directors who are listening to this, I would suggest this is something that you could do very easily and help your counselors practice this. So what if you just asked um, a question every, you know, once a week at staff meeting where they were with a partner and they practiced answering and you start out really simple, like one, you know, one way to start would just be, hey, you know, what was your favorite thing that happened to you this week? 
and start practicing the, the structure of the story and then get more specific as the summer goes on. So you could add in, um, you know, a specific time when um, you solved the conflict or a specific time when you, um, you know, were in a situation where you had to um, problem solve um, and come up with a solution for, for a, a particular challenge that you were having. So, um, so practice is key, I think. Yeah, and I the one thing that I wanted to mention too, in in terms of that, um, just things that you can actually say to an interviewer. The one thing um, that I don't want you as counselors to discredit yourself on is the amount of problem solving that you do as a camp staff member. I think above all, um, I was thinking about this as I was setting up for a school program today. Um, my brain was just, as I was working and, and gathering stuff and, and chopping wood, um, I was just thinking about, okay, so where is this group going to move and how is this transition going to work? And then I was working through that just subconsciously. And you as a camp counselor are doing that literally all the time because you're balancing eight to 10 kids problems or wants or desires all at once to make sure that they are each having their own great camp experience and building cabin unity and making sure that everyone's gone pee and making sure that everyone's water bottles are filled and making sure that you're um, covering all those facts and making sure that you are surviving and having that rest and um, all of that as well. So you're constantly problem solving. And that um, I think above almost anything is something that camp does extremely well um, to help grow future leaders and great camp staff members. So please make sure that you have a story, a, a starry story um, that talks about problem solving, because I think um, employers are going to want to hear about that. Well, and the flexibility and the adaptability that you have is just unparalleled. I mean, the things that, that camp counselors do on the fly that just, you know, I've seen just some amazing sort of those MacGyver moments where, you know, they make something out of nothing and it turns into this, you know, great thing and, and minimal resources, if any resources at all, you know, and so those are things that you, don't, you just don't want to skip over because those can definitely show your innovation and your creativity and thinking on your feet and all of that good stuff. So, mm -hmm. but I also like to emphasize, you know, it's not just that problem solving, but the forethought. So it's just impressive to watch counselors walking around camp with all these kids and they, you know, you say, Oh, can you go and do this? And they go, yeah, oh, yeah, I can totally do that. Can you just make sure that this camper has this, this camper has this, this camper has this, this camper has this. And they know all the needs of their campers ahead of time because they know what's coming up. They have to have that pre-thought so that they can eliminate obstacles in the future. And that is an amazing quality to have. And it's consistently practiced at camp. It's pre-problem solving, which is just as incredible. You know, you can't put that into a skill column without it being impressive. I think, I think going on the other end of it too, the post resiliency that camp counselors have is so impressive too because they you know you can um, spend hours and hours and hours creating something magical and then it rains and if it rains camp doesn't stop you you gotta make camp magical and your director doesn't isn't gonna bail you out because they can't bail everyone out so you have to find a way to make that rain plan amazing and whether it's playing in the rain or whether it's changing on like you said on the fly of what they're doing um things change at a moment's notice, whether that's a kid's emotions or the weather or the camp schedule, all those things. Um, you just have to be adaptable and resilient too. 
because um, you know you don't get to cry when it rains because you don't want the kids to cry, but you got to make sure you're uh, resilient there too. So it sounds like we're saying before and during and afterwards, you're mm-hmm. basically a superhero. 24 <laughs> seven. Uh, what about real quick for that counselor who's planning on coming back ne- next year, but they want to be in a leadership role. They want to be taking on a little bit more responsibility as far as the organization and behind the scenes of camp. Uh, what's your recommendation for them, Kim, as they go into you know, right about now and maybe in a month or so for a lot of camps, that application period, that start of trying to move on up in the camp world? Um, great question. I, I think to, again, I think there's a reflection piece to think back on maybe if they, if the counselor um, can identify some growth, uh, areas of growth that they experienced um, over the summer and how that could play into a potential leadership role um, at camp would be one, one suggestion that I would have. Um, if you are at camp this summer and that, that pops in up up where you're thinking, gosh, I'd really like to take on more responsibility. Um, talk to your director about it at that at that time, and there's maybe even some things that on that that could you, know, you could test out test the waters a little bit, or you could volunteer to you know um, take part in in something that um, is of interest to you that you know would just be really helpful. Just even. Um, something as small as, you know, being the person who, who takes on posting the Instagram account or something like that. Um, you know, just something, just thinking about those things that you do now um, that you like to do. And then wh- how does that look at camp? There's so many things th- that those little things that make a huge difference um, that, um, that directors would be like, thank you. Yes, please. Thank you. I, I need, I really need that. You know, um, even just, you know, like I said, just posting of Instagram, that, that's, that's huge. It's a small piece, but it's, but it's very huge. So I think just reflecting on your growth from last, you know, last summer, what you noticed that you've, um, that you've, um, how you've developed. And then also maybe some, uh, some thinking ahead, like where you'd like to go, what skills would you like to continue working on and how working in that particular leadership role could help you advance those particular skills. Um, and if you are working or do, you know, things you have experiences that are happening right now at school that your camp director may not know about, right. Um, go ahead and talk, you know, glean those out, you know, what are you learning right now that could really benefit camp or that you could see kind of playing out in the, in camp. So I'm laughing because my dog is, is <laughs> he's decided it's time to play. Yeah. So. Uh, I, 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 Kim, you're taking the words right out of my mouth and it, it's awesome. I'm just like smiling and nodding along. Um, I think getting in touch with your director is, is really important too. And, and um, because I think that sometimes staff, um, it, always, it makes me really upset when at the end of the summer, a staff was like, man, I was preparing all year for that week at Wilderness and then I didn't get it. And I was like, I had no idea. I thought you hated yeah. tents. Yeah. Um, and they were like, I slept in one every day in my backyard. So make sure you're telling them those as well. And I think um, as well, if you are uh, taking on employment in the off season, um, really treat that as a, a learning opportunity for working at camp. So if you want to be the head counselor at your camp or whatever unit leader 
whatever you want to call that step step up to be supervising others make sure that you're um, surrounding yourself and taking on more and volunteering in your own organizations or with your schools or those kinds of things to take on that supervisor experience because not only and not just for the resume um, building aspect of it that your director might see but so that you can build those starry stories from within your off season to talk to your camp director about next year I, yes, for sure. Yes yeah. to all of that. Uh, let's see. We're about 264 days away from... Oh. You're good. Right. Um, we're about 264 days away from summer camp, uh, at least here at Camp Tool. But um, what are some things that our counselors can start doing to get ready? It's our get ready segment. So... Uh, Matt, do you have anything that our counselors could do to get ready this far away from summer? Well, I, I, Kim, you've inspired me. I'm going to steal one of yours, and I hope that you weren't planning this one as well. But I think that you, uh, I want you to work on your why. Uh, I, I had one that was like, make sure that you are get taking on self-care, blah, blah, blah. Work, work on your why. That is so important for right now um, that you can trans start to translate that and work on it with another camp staff member as well. So what I want you to do to get ready is call up a staff member, um, one of your friends that you hang out with in the summertime and work on your why together. Tell them to listen to this episode and then work on your why together. Kim, do you have any advice uh, this far away from summer camp on how to start getting ready? Um, I think I think this is a great time um, to really do that reflection um, uh, on the past summer of what you, um, you there's enough space between last summer and now I think to sort of really have a, a good perspective I think if we do it too early right at the end of the summer we're, we're not <laughs> it's too it's jaded maybe one way or the other and so this is a time to really really think about you know um, last summer and those things that you learned and then also to start thinking a little bit about next summer, you know, where, where do you want to go? Where are you, where are you headed? And, and, and so this is a kind of, you're caught in the middle between those two places. And so you can play that to your um, advantage. And if you're, if you've never been to camp before, um, this is, if you're the lucky one who you're going to get to experience camp for the first time this summer, don't forget to pack a, something to a little notepad and something to write with. So you can jot down all these, these great things that happen over the summer so that you can have your stories to tell later. Yeah, I jokingly have been mess, uh, talking to the rest of the staff here, and I just said it's reading season, and I've ordered probably like 15 to 20 books in the last week um, that I plan on reading and just taking the time and going through all the different resources so that I just have information. I'm, I think learning is really important, and summer kind of calms down a little bit, and now we're in the fall, so I can go out into the nice New England uh, changing leaves with a nice warm coat and read a book at a picnic table and it's just a good time uh, and I get a lot of learning done so it's pretty cool uh, Oliver, Oliver you books. yeah yeah I want to know what are you reading Oliver oh um let me see I got a bunch of Bob Ditter books recently so I'm really excited to break into those um, and I got a couple about interviewing uh, I figured if I could get some really good interview questions going uh, I'd have a good time doing some interviews come November. So shout yeah, out to Bob I, Ditter. Yeah, shout yes. out to Bob Ditter. Um, Big what shout a guy. out to Bob Ditter. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. So yeah, plenty of books. I I'll list some of the ones that I'm reading in the show notes, uh, just because I, like I said, I ordered like 15. So they all just came in a big Amazon box and I was like, all right, it's time to start. And I just took my Amazon book home with me. So let's get going. That's awesome. And uh, we've mentioned show notes a couple of times. If you uh, are listening to this and want to check out some of the awesome uh, things that Kim has shared and you want to see Oliver's book list, you can do that at camphacker.tv slash podcast and you'll be able to see uh, the first class counselors feed uh, right from there. Before we go, Kim, can you please uh, share some ways that people can either get in touch with you or uh, find out some information about uh, Project Real Job to uh, give them all of the resources that you've been talking about for this podcast? Absolutely. Um, so I will put this in the show notes, but um, based, it, a lot of it's on the ACA website. So um, acacamps.org. And I'll give you the specific link so it's easy to find. Um, I've also, on a Pinterest board, I've collected a bunch of articles and resources that play into the project real job related. So I'll share that as well. Um, and then just for me personally, uh, I have a website, kimacock.com, and you can get in touch with me there. So um, would love to, to hear from you. Awesome. Oliver, if people want to get a hold of you, how can they do that? Um, you could just get me on my email. So it's Oliver period Greekin, G-R-E-G-A-G-A-N at G-H-Y-M-C-A dot org. Or you can just hit me up on Facebook. It's just my name. Uh, hit me up on Messenger. Ask whatever questions you want or have a cool camp combo. That's great. Um, I also wanted to, I, I had, I forgot what my other get ready was. I want to put it out there that um, I'm moving into a bit of a slower time in camp work right now. And if you get a hold of me um, it, at my email, which is matt at gocamp.pro, send me your camp resume. Straight up, send me your resume and I will look at your summer camp section. I'm not a pro. I'm not Kim Acock, uh, but I, uh, I want to give you a hand and give you some feedback on it. So if you would like that and take that opportunity, you can uh, send me your resume at matt at gocamp.pro. All right. One, one last thing that just came to mind when you said that, Matt, is yeah. also I think camp staff need to know that your directors are some of the best references around. And so um, they get to see you in ways that so many other people never would. And so um, those folks can really write you some killer um, reference letters. So. Yeah. Uh, so let me see. Uh, if you enjoyed today's show, we'd be so grateful if you would go to camphacker.tv slash love. That link will get a tweet ready for you that talks about the show. That's right. And you talking about first class counselors is huge for us. And something else that you can do to help us out is review the show on iTunes. Uh, we would love it if you went to camphacker.tv slash iTunes, then click the ratings and review button or head to that website that Oliver mentioned, camphacker.tv slash love, and you can send us some love for the new show. If you have any suggestions or ideas for guests or future topics to help make you a better camp staff, please send those along to myself at matt at gocamp.pro uh thank you so much for joining us kim and don't forget uh for everybody if you want to find the show notes of all this awesome information we had here you go to camphacker.tv slash podcast thanks everybody and remember camp is camp and camp is all good first class counselors is brought to you by beth and travis allison summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants thanks for listening friends 
Hey Camp Pros, we love that our industry is built on sharing. In order to foster that spirit, we hope that whenever you share an idea that you learn from the Camp Hacker podcast, conference, summer camp professionals group, or wherever else, that you're quick to give credit where credit is due. That way, we can all encourage more Camp Pros to share the tips and tricks that will make camp better.